Welcome back, guys, to another episode of On The Come Up series. I'm your guest, Priscilla Diwa, and as we end towards the end of the season one, this is season episode seven out of eight. But today we have a special guest joining me today. We have Alwyn Sheriff. Alwyn is, <laughs> you can tell he's very excited to be on the show, and he has a lot of great things to say. <laughs> Alwyn is a content creator and YouTuber who makes videos specifically about the newest innovations about technology and futurism. And he is also a fellow podcaster, guys. He has his own podcast called The ATS Podcast. So welcome, Elwin. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. And God bless you. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been a long time coming. I really Absolutely. appreciate you bringing me on. I think we're going to have fun. I think we about to go crazy. We are. Do, you know, do your thing. Go wacky. <laughs> your energy is already warming off of me so i know it's gonna be a good start I, hey you know we both went to usg together you know what i'm saying yeah. we, we're going crazy on campus so you know how we do it <laughs> let's show them let's show them how we do it alwyn let's show them how we do it <laughs> so um speaking about your videos that you make how did you even get to like or where did your um I guess, where did your thing develop from, like learning about futurism and innovation about that? Like, where did that develop come from? So um, I'll, I'll say everything started back with um, my freshman year at uh, Montgomery College, Community yeah. College in my, and Community College in my area. Yeah. And um, this was coming like right mm -hmm. off of the year before as a mm -hmm. freshman when I was interested in philosophy, because yeah. that was just a point in my life where I was just like, I'm constantly trying to figure out who I am. I'm constantly trying to figure out what life is, blah, blah, mm. blah, what's life. But it got me so depressed and mm. sad and anxious and it drove yeah. me nuts. So I just decided to make that quick transition of, okay, forget about philosophy. It's time to start making money. So I was like, let me get into business. Like, let me, let me just like start, like, I'm tired of thinking about life all the time. Let's just go crazy. Right. So my freshman year, I decided to become a business management major. Nice. But, um, and sad to say, like during that time, like all I could think about was just trying to make money and just trying to be and just trying to find opportunities. You know, mm -hmm. there were times where I just slighted people and, you know, it, 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 there were definitely moments where I hated it, yeah. but felt like it's something I had to do to kind yeah. of blend into society. Yeah. It wasn't until about, I'll probably say my sophomore year at Montgomery College that I started realizing, you know what, I actually like more so the aspect of entrepreneurship and innovation when it comes to business as opposed to the actual business business side yeah. of business i yeah. don't know if that makes any sense <laughs> but not yeah i'll just i got so interested in like i got i, I loved the fact uh I, I loved what business could do for people in the sense yeah. that, you know as they're constantly improving and you know creating different projects and and then coming up with different gadgets and different innovative ways to make their services a lot more uh useful yeah. Uh, for the common good, I figured, you know what, this is something that I'm really interested in. This is something that I want to build a foundational foundation around. I know I want to be able to start a company, yeah. but I'm not exactly sure what that company is going to be, but I want to make sure that this company is extremely innovative and bettering people's lives. Yeah. And so going into my junior year at the University of Maryland after I transferred over, mm -hmm. um, that's when I started taking part in video projects and stuff like that. I, I know you saw me shooting some yeah. of those videos around campus and whatnot. Yeah. And I really enjoyed doing that. So it got to a point where I was like, okay, 
how now that I found, you know, this sort of secondary passion, how do I merge the two? How do I bring uh, entrepreneurship and innovation, mm-hmm. you know, together with um, just this, this, this video production side of me? Mm-hmm. And so there was this uh, video production project um, that I uh, had to, um, there's this video production project that I had to do for one of my business professors. And it was actually, uh, like, I can't act, sit here and act like, oh, this idea of creating funny videos around science, technology, and psychological yeah. innovations came from my brain. Like, it actually yeah. came from one of my best friends. He okay. actually gave me the idea one day when we were trying to come up with, um, uh, when we were working on our uh, business management projects. We yeah. basically had to research a company that was changing people's lives and present a presentation on it. And he said, Alan, you're a funny, weird, all over the place, <laughs> wild dude. Like, why don't you go and make a skit mm. about a business? And I guarantee the entire class will just start cracking up. And I was just like, <laughs> let me give it a try. And so yeah. I did. And so I made the video and the day I presented it, the class loved it. My business professor loved it. And yeah. I sat there and I, I, like, I love the fact that I just, I really loved working on that. And I was so happy that I got an A that it got to a point where I was just like, I think I want to do this for the rest of my life. Yeah. Cause like, I love the feeling and I love the fact that I'm providing not only something that makes people laugh and smile, but I'm providing something meaningful. Yeah. You know I mean? I'm providing meaningful information to people. And so that's what it ultimately came down to, you know, going into my senior year at the university of Maryland, I was just like, you know what? Like, let me go all out. I yeah. feel like YouTube is going to be the future. I feel like there are going to be a whole bunch of content creators getting on board. The question is, what kind of content are people going to be making for the future? And I believe right. we're at a point in life where so many people need to, or at least will start making content centered around trying to make people's lives better. Yeah. And so for me, it just got to where I was just like, okay, you know what? Let me start making some hilarious videos around science, technology, psychology. Let me show people the other side of life. A lot of people don't even look at what's going on in these fields. Yeah. A lot of people don't know what's going on in science and technology. It's just yeah. boring. It's just yeah. boring to people. Yeah. And for me, when I look at it, like, and this is where my love of futurism stemmed from because I loved seeing what human beings were capable of. Yeah. I was seeing all these different changes taking place in these fields. And I was just like, let me tell people about it. But let me be entertaining at the same time and let me try to appeal to people, you Mm -hmm. know, in a way that just makes them want to laugh and just learn Mm -hmm. and just discover more. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that there weren't too many people like, you know, in this area that were doing those things. I mean, you got people like Neil deGrasse Tyson, you got people like Marquise Brownlee. Like, I feel like I, I, I just felt like who better to, you Mm -hmm. know, really talk about these things, but like bring that energy. Right. And so I was just like, you know what, I'm gonna come with that energy look, bro, if you want to listen to what I'm saying, yeah, just come along for the ride. You're going to laugh. You're going to have fun. You're going to learn. And let's just go. take this all the way. And yeah. so, yeah, that's pretty much how I fell into it. And I've been doing it ever since. I love it. Yeah, that's beautiful because you're kind of like combining like your different interests, right? Not just like comedy or um, like presenting information and talk about innovation. Because usually when you talk about that subject, like futurism, like the new technology, something's like very serious and concrete, but you're able to like spin it off into your own way but not only think about yourself, but also like your audience, right? People who are listening to it. Can you think about them? It's like, how will people want to accept new information? Because if you just talk to me like for two hours, like an hour about like technology, I may be interested at first, but then like my mind just like trails off, right? But if you have your own spin on it and it's like comedic in a way, then I'm able to laugh and also learn some new things that are going on. Um, and then, so you have a few terms that you've used that I kind of want to have an explanation for it. And one of them is an apex. 
right? And you mentioned how for your videos that you make, you encourage people to be an apex. What does that mean? And what is an apex? So basically, and this is just, I mean, people have been using the term apex for ages, but for me, this is this is something that I believe my content ultimately revolves around. And so an apex is ultimately someone who sees the full potential of a human being. Mm -hmm. I think that we're going to reach a point, and I think it's inevitable that we will ultimately reach a point where we're able to accomplish far much more than we could ever possibly conceive of now. And this could apply to all aspects of life. It's aspects of life. It's not so much about just focusing on, you know, um, how scientifically or technologically advanced we could all become someday. It's about, you know, recognizing your flaws and becoming a better person, like mentally, emotionally, Mm -hmm. like psychologically, like every single thing that you could possibly ever conceive of. I dream of that day where human beings ultimately become this incredible thing that nobody has ever seen before. And that's when you start getting into conversations about transhumanism and stuff like that. But for me, like I just dream of this day where we come at, where we stop saying, there's no such thing as a perfect human being. I think there's such thing as a perfect human being. It may not be in the next 200 to 300 years, but I'm telling you, it's coming and it's going to look weird. We may not look like the way we look now. Yeah. I have a question about that. I'm going to challenge you on that, Elwin. So when you say perfect human being, like in all forms of aspect, like what do you mean by perfect? In what aspect? I think that it's extremely hard to conceive of what a perfect human being could be now. But for me, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I do tend to focus a lot more on like the science and technology side. Like for me, human beings, I think that we're capable of not only moving past you know, um, all of the traumas or a lot of the uh, Mm -hmm. difficult circumstances that we Mm -hmm. face currently in society through having conversations with Mm -hmm. people, Mm -hmm. organizing, being able to bring people together and recognize differences, but ultimately saying, okay, now that we've figured that out, how do we, you know, start getting to a place where we start moving up in different areas, you know, such as science and technology and stuff. So for me, I mean, yeah, I guess it's pretty hard to conceive what exactly perfection is. I'm not going to lie, but Mm -hmm. For me, I feel like once we at least get to that p- place where we're able to organize, yeah. where we're able to, you know, um, be able to understand one another, be able to have empathy and sympathy for one another, yeah. have passion for one another and every single thing that we could do. Yeah. I don't think there's a limit to what we could accomplish. For you know, sure. everything that comes after, I think could be um, incredibly dealt in. But mm-hmm. yeah, like I think that, I, I think that, every single thing that I do revolves just around this idea of apex. Like I really like genuinely believe that there will come a day where we will become omniscient, omniscient beings. It sounds wild at first. And like, sometimes I just be like thinking wild. Like I I definitely think that, you know, um, sometimes like I, um, some of the things I can be saying are far fetched, but you know, Hey man, I'm a dreamer. Yeah, I like to imagine, I, I like to think of the future. I'm, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a futurist at heart, man. Like all I think about are things that we can, you know, do every single day to help better our own lives and the lives yeah. of the people around us. And that's just what pushes me every single day. And so that's just the overall idea of, you know, what I really mean right. when it comes to being an apex. I don't want people to think, oh, you know, oh, he wants human beings that are constantly trying to take advantage of one another, think they're better than other people. This idea of apex, oh, you're... You know, mm-hmm. you're like full of yourself. No, I don't want, I don't know. The only thing I want people to think is I'm a human being. I'm destined for greatness. I have potential and I can use that goodness to help better the lives of people around me and ultimately improve and advance human civilization as we mm-hmm. know it. Mm-hmm. And, and that's all it really comes down to. 
Yeah, I'm on the same page with you too, like speaking about like human potential, um, because you know how like there's a saying that like we use only 10% of our brain and that's another discussion, but um, I, I've always thought about like how would human beings be or like how, what would society look like if everyone reached that 100% of the brain power? Like that's just even insane to think about. And I think um, part of what gets us to be there is to also know thyself, right? Not just like the things of this world, but to know like, for example, like how our bodies work, like what our body is capable of doing, what our mind is capable of doing, or if you think thought of like our words you know um, how, how much power our words have in like realizing what our life could be like so i think before we get there like it has to be a lot of self first and then that way and translate into what society could look like um but yeah facts facts i, I think that's the reason facts i think that's the reason why i even decided before it was just science and technology but i think mm-hmm. that's the reason why i decided to bring psychology into yeah. the fray for my podcast i wanted to introduce that you know, psychology segment, because I wanted to look at, you know, some, what are some of the innovative ways of thinking that mm-hmm. are taking place in the field of psychology? How can mm-hmm. we start bettering the way we think? What can we eat? Yeah. You know, help improve our brain power. What can we do every single day to help ourselves feel a lot better, reduce the amount of anxiety we're having, just mm-hmm. different ways in which people can improve their lives, self-care. Yeah. You know? And I just, I felt like it's definitely a segment that cannot be missed out on. And I didn't want to leave that behind at all because I think that's a very important segment. And um, yeah, I'm continuing to roll with it. So yeah, yeah. I agree with you entirely. 100. Okay, nice. Okay, another term that I wanted to like also have an explanation for is the type one civilization. And you talked mm-hmm. about that also being correlated to your purpose. So talk to us a little bit about your purpose and why you mentioned about type one civilization and what exactly that is. So my purpose is ultimately for us to be able to reach a type one civilization. And a type one civilization is basically one type of civilization that mm-hmm. exists in this thing called the Kardashev scale. Okay. And there are multiple stages, but essentially the Kardashev scale is basically a um, system of uh, measurement based on uh, uh, the amount of uh, energy that we use. Yeah. And this um, relates to, you know, where we're getting, you know, our energy. Mm-hmm. This ultimately has to do with, you know, how advanced our civilization, again, is based on how much energy yeah. uh, that we're achieving from certain sources. So let me give you an example. So basically, um, I think the scale only used to go up to four, but let me see if I can explore all seven. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So <laughs> I'm, ready, I'm ready for this. Right. <laughs> you better hang on for this ride. Hey. <laughs> But yeah, um, so basically the civilization in which we're currently living right now, some would say we're not even on the Kardashev scale, Hmm. but some people would say, okay, we're on the Kardashev scale and we're a, we're right now, we're between zero and one. And most people have come to the consensus that we're a 0.7 civilization. So basically a type zero civilization is a civilization that um, uses, you know, the, 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 the bare minimum when it comes to um, sources of energy. So that's the the type of energy um, which we extract from sources that we use today, which is fossil fuels, dead plants, coal, all that different stuff. And, Mm -hmm. you know, these aren't aren't, uh, healthy sources because we're killing ourselves in the process, you know, by, you know, with all these carbon emissions and Mm -hmm. clogging up the atmosphere and making it harder for uh, individuals to be able to deal with the temperatures and such. Mm-hmm. And then you have a type, and 
people believe we're getting closer to a type one civilization. That's why we're at 0 0.7. A type one civilization is where we start using cleaner forms of, of uh, cleaner sources of energy. So, you know, this could be uh, wind, solar power, nuclear uh, power, uh, turbine, um, yeah. just the cleaner forms of uh, the, the finding these cleaner sources so that we can extract the energy that we need mm -hmm. from them in order to be able to get to the next level. Mm -hmm. A type two civilization is a civilization in which we're able to uh, harness the energy of our planet star. And our planet star is the sun. Yeah. And um, there has been this concept around using this engine or machine-like thing called the Dyson, Dyson sphere, which basically revolves around the sun, extracts its power, and brings it back to the home, uh, brings mm -hmm. it back to our home planet. So that's a type two, I believe. Yeah. Type three is where you know we're harnessing um, the power of our galaxy. I believe wow. a type four is when we harness all the power of our universe. A type five is where we harness all the power of the multiverse. Now we're starting to get into yeah. uh, the uh, we're starting to get into theory, theory here. It's getting very theoretical. Um, but yeah, uh, type five multiverse. Type six. I'm not exactly sure. I, I, I it's getting to a point where my mind's a bit foggy because I can't yeah. remember exactly what all the stages were. But I believe yeah. the type six is where we've actually ultimately stepped out from the universe. And we're able to look at all the different universes. This is where the gods reside. These yeah. are where, you know, the ultimate beings are who control everything. And then a type seven civilization is where, where is a type of civilization in which we literally are everything and anything. We control everything. We control wow. the matter around us. We control reality. We control every single thing. And it's at this point of the scale that people believe we shouldn't even be using the Kardashev scale anymore because it's not about... Um, where we're extracting our energy, it's about the simple fact that we control everything around us. Right. We're gods. We're right. like, we're omnipotent beings. Like we right. control everything. Like we, and a lot of this is theoretical. So, um, but I do believe that, um, but again, I'm a very imaginative thinker. Like yeah. I, I dream a lot. Like I think I dream of the day where we ultimately get to become gods ourselves. Obviously this is like, this is light years out. Like this is years out. Like this is like I'm telling it can be you now, like, man. It can it, be now. Listen, it all depends on the you know how much effort we're willing to put in. I, yeah. I wish you know it could yeah. be now, but it's it just thinking about this stuff excites me. That's the reason why I think so much about you know the Kardashev scale, and obviously there are other um, uh, scaling systems that people mm -hmm. have begun to introduce. I just read something the other the other day about you know class one or a class two type. Yeah. Uh, a society in which uh, we start thinking about not so much where we're extracting um, our energy from which uh, from which sources, but we're thinking more so about our relationship with our environment. Mm -hmm. Should we be changing our environment and should we be changing where we co uh, collect our energy or should we be changing ourselves wow. in order to use that energy more efficiently? Yeah. So there are different types of systems, but the reason, um, but I've just ultimately decided to latch on to the Kardashev scale. Mm -hmm. And for me, the reason why I think so much about us reaching a type one civilization is because obviously it's the closest. Yeah. And it's also, I think that it's at that point of the scale that we'll have ultimately realized that there are things that, you know, we could do, which we didn't think we could do before. And that is entirely phase out fossil fuels and actually start using these cleaner forms of energy. Mm -hmm. And I think that once we get at that point, I think that, um, from there, it, it's, it's kind of like the domino effect. Yeah. I feel like once we get there, everything is just sky high. Yeah. Like 
like things are just going to start skyrocketing. Like we're just going to, it's like, you know, those moments during time in which we experienced the industrial revolution and, yeah. you know, experienced all these different periods of time, which, uh, which accelerated, you know, the advancement of society. Mm-hmm. I believe the same thing will happen once we reach a type one. People think that, you know, it's 200 or 300 years out. I want it to be now. Like I want it to be in my lifetime. I'm so obsessed with this, yeah. but We'll just have to see. I mean, I'm an, I'm an optimist. A lot of people think it's going to be a while. Like there are too many, mm. there are too many, you know, companies, there are too many fossil fuel companies that, you know, control, mm. you know, uh, everything. Like they have the money to make sure that, you know, politics, policies always sway in their direction. Yeah. They, like there are a lot of, there's a lot of conflict. Like it's just really difficult for us mm. to be able to see that type of future right now is what everybody's saying. Yeah. I think it is possible. I'm doing my research, I'm studying, I'm making my videos, I'm trying to figure out the best possible way every single day in which mm-hmm. I could help make, you know, the world a better place and get us closer mm-hmm. to that civilization. Um, we're a long way away, but look, bro, let's put in the work. Let's get it done, bro. I want to see us, you know, get to insane heights. And absolutely. Yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but yeah, a type one civilization, that's just where my focus has always been. It's like, let me get us there. And then I know everything's just going to skyrocket. Yeah, no, it does answer your question. And when you're talking about that, too, like, especially relating to fossil fuels, because like, yes, there are a lot of people who think that's not really possible right now. But what I have noticed, like in the course of history is that there's always going to be a set of a group of people who think that nothing is possible until it's done. Right. Mm -hmm. And then once that happens, then there's going to be a paradigm shift because now people are like, oh, wait, that's really possible. Like, we can live without fossil fuels. And now their minds start to think, okay, man, well, if this is possible, then like we're able to like get on to like other steps that's going to better our You got it. Right. You got it, girl. You go, girl. (laughs) It definitely is. We out here. (laughs) We out here. You know what I'm saying? We lead in the revolution. Apex, man. We're going crazy. Apex. (laughs) Everybody's an apex. She's an apex. Apex. <laughs> maybe i've been an apex but i just didn't know what that word was but now that uh, it was it fits <laughs> come join the family bro everybody absolutely <laughs> nah, yeah. yeah but alvin so talk to me a little bit more um about your journey and your purpose because well first of all i feel like when someone knows what the purpose in life is they're really blessed because they know which direction they can go into and what they're here on this earth for um, but when you were heading towards your purpose of making these kind of videos and putting out these kind of contests and conversations, did you have any difficulties along the way? And if you did, like, how, how are you overcoming it? Or how did you overcome it? Yeah, I feel like a lot of those challenges have just been centered around the mind. You know, mm-hmm. and that goes back to what we were saying before. Like, you have to figure out who you are. You have to figure mm-hmm. out what you believe in first. You have to figure out, you know, what you're, what you're working towards, you know, mm-hmm. before you try to you know, help anyone else, or you try and figure out how to change the world as we know it. And for me, a lot of those challenges have been mental. I've always seen life as a series of problems. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, that's why a lot of challenges, you know, that have to do with kind of like the physical, you know, what I'm going through in my everyday life don't really bother me as much because it's like, it's just a series of problems. It's like, what's the problem? And then what's the solution? You know, And, and, and that's like, I feel like that's half the battle you know, and the other half of the battle was just getting up and doing it. A lot of yeah. people are just lazy, you know, but once yeah. you find the, once you find out what the problem is, and once you put the solution in your head, and once you start acting out, everything starts coming together. But yeah. that's just like the physical side. A lot of my mental challenges have just, they've just really hindered me a lot in the past and still somewhat continue to hinder me to this day. I, I mm-hmm. tend to get a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, 
a lot of those challenges just have a lot to do with, you know, me trying to figure out, you know, um, what my brand is going to represent, you know, what's yeah. my, what's the foundation, you know, what, what is it that wakes me up every single morning? What drives me? What pushes me? What, what really gets me up out of bed and just figuring that out and figuring out, you know, what it is that I'm willing to die for, yeah. you know, which I, which I've just, which I've tried to, you know, explain a few times, like even with you on this podcast, like yeah. it's, this is something that I really believe in. It's something that interests me. It's something that fascinates me. And it's all I, you know, continue to think about. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it's, I think it all just comes down to um, uh, really taking some time to step away, yeah. sit by yourself and figure out what those things are. Yeah. And then everything just starts falling into place for you. It's going to take some time. Sometimes it'll take years. Like even for me, I'm still having a difficulty with that. But that's just been a huge mental challenge for me is trying to figure out, you know, what I stand on. What are, what's, what's my foundation? I believe that, you know, as a core part of my value system, I feel like individuals have to find three things. Yeah. And I really feel like this works for everybody. The first thing is find out what your purpose is, which you already just addressed. Yeah. The next is, Find out, you know, what you ultimately believe, what you, what do you stand on? What are your beliefs? You know, what are you, what, what's your, where's, where's your conviction? Yeah. You know, and lastly, what do you love? Once you find out what you love to do, like what can really stop you? You know what yeah. I mean? That's the only thing that you're honed in on. That's the only thing that really helps you. Uh, that's the only thing that also, it's not the only thing. It's, it's what also helps get you up in the morning and pushes you because it's something that you're happy and willing to do every single day. Once yeah. you have those three things, that's it. You're set. Nobody right. can destroy you. Right. You're invincible. You're invulnerable. And so for me, like, it's just always been, Alan, what's your foundation? What the heck does your brand mean? I feel like I'm very much getting there. I'm, I'm taking yeah. my time. I'm putting in the effort. Um, it, 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 you know, for me, like, it's just always been a matter of, um, uh, and maybe it's, it's also been sort of uh, an issue, a challenge as well. The fact that I tend to plan too much. Yeah. So I've lagged behind quite a lot. I'm not as active on social media as I used to be. I've even okay. taken a break from my short videos, but that's because I really want to be concrete in what I think and mm-hmm. what I believe and what I know mm-hmm. and let that just, you know, uh, uh, allow that to, you know, um, be demonstrated via my actions. You know what yeah. I mean? And so for me, um, another mental challenge I've also had is, you know, being able to understand that virality doesn't exist. You what know, is virality? I, I think, you know, like when videos typically go viral and stuff like, okay. like if you think, you know, oh, I put out this video and, you know, all I got to do is um, just make sure that it takes off. Yeah. You know what I mean? That yeah. way of thinking, that's what it kind of means for me is that virality okay. doesn't exist. I need to stop being in this mode of thinking of if I, you know, continue to, you know, um, put out, you know, these videos, I'm pretty sure that, you know, one of them is just, going to take it. I mean, and under some, under certain circumstances, that's possible. What I'm saying is that you shouldn't wait for that. Yeah. That shouldn't be what drives you. Like it should be that you love what you're doing. And so for me, virality just doesn't exist in my head anymore. It's just like, now it's just like, I'm doing what I love. That's all I'm focused on. This is what makes me happy. And this is all that really matters to me at the end of the day. Yeah. And so I found that somewhat of that virality and success somewhat in my short form video content, but it got to a point where once I stopped experiencing that semi virality, I got sad and I got depressed and upset. Like what's going on? How come people don't like my short, funny videos anymore? Mm -hmm. I started centering my existence around that. And it was very unhealthy because it was like, 
This has nothing to do with my foundation or my brand anyway. So why am I bugging? I found more success through my short form videos than I have my long form videos. It's yeah. centering my existence around it. And it wasn't healthy. It wasn't healthy at all. So it just had to get to a point where I had to start prioritizing, you know, who I am, what I believe in, and start putting more effort and focus into that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's just, it's just, that's also been another mental challenge. It's just understanding the yeah. virality doesn't exist for me in yeah. my head. And um, another mental challenge, self-awareness. Yeah. Just knowing how much you can take at the end of the day, understanding how much you can deal with, understanding, you know, what you can put up with, what your yeah. boundaries are. For me, self-awareness has always just been about knowing how much you can take and then creating a schedule around that. So you won't have a trouble with being consistent. You mm. know what I mean? It's something that you continue doing and you will eventually find success with it. Yeah. Today, as long as you love what you're doing and you know how much you can take, that, that's, that's literally just the foundation right there. And then everything begins to pick up and you know, you'll start seeing your own share of success. Yeah. Uh, that's another mental challenge. Um, what others? Um, those are just a few off the top of my head. Yeah. I find, but I find like good comfort. Um, like when you said like you're able to like name those three principles that you've had. And then also when you say like, you always go back to them when you start feeling like, oh, why aren't people like these videos? Like, oh, why aren't people doing that? Because it's very easy to like base our success upon like viewership or numbers and reshares and all that kind of stuff. But when you go back to um, your foundation and what you hold to yourself, like for me, I like to call like your why. And that's another question I had for you, but you kind of already answered a little bit. It's like, what's your why? You know, like what's the reason that you're doing what you're doing? And then once you keep thinking about that, like everything else is going to be okay because you have that like intrinsic motivation that allows you to deal with anything that comes your way, you right. know? And I think it's really important for everyone to be able to identify it. But as you said, it's like, you got to take a step back first, identify what those things are to you. And then from there you can move on um, right. and go to the rest. But do you think for you specifically, like there's such thing as like a perfect timing to go after your goals or your visions, or do you just say, I'm just going to go ahead and do it? Or do you believe in like planning and making sure like everything's like perfect and in place? Like how has your experience been like with that? I don't think there's anything wrong with planning. Just don't Mm -hmm. plan too much. That's something that, you know, when I'm not perfect, that's something that I'm just now starting to lead. You know, because I've thought so much, you know, over these past couple of weeks about, you know, who I really am, what my brand really represents, and then just hit the ground running with it. So people yeah. can plan, just don't plan too much. If you yeah. plan too much, you know, you just, you just get left behind. Mm-hmm. But I definitely feel like, you know, the other side of um, the other, the other side of the equation, more weight has to just be put on the doing. Yeah. People just don't do enough doing, you know, and I feel like, you know, and, and entrepreneurs talk about this all the time. Like nothing has to be perfect. You know what I mean? Like as long as you get out there, as long as you're putting in the effort, as long as you're doing what you're, you know you're supposed to be doing, you know, things will fall into place for you. Things will work for you. But I mean, for me, like it's just, there's just no such thing as the perfect time for me. Because I feel like, mm. I feel like life isn't beautiful, but it can be. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like you have to make life as beautiful as possible for yourself. You have to find what makes you happy and you have to find the reason behind why you do what you do. Mm -hmm. Once you have those two things that will enhance your core 
and that will allow you to be able to, you know, see life as this beautiful thing and this, this, this process that you're continually going through and that it's not so much the obstacles that should bring you down or destroy you over time, but more so those are the things that strengthen you, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And make you ultimately a better person. Yeah. Like I said before, like I've just always seen life as a series of problems. Like what's the problem? What's the solution? Yeah. I found the solution. Let's get to work. <laughs> you, you feel me? Like it's yeah. just, you know, so for me, um, perfect. Uh, yeah, I don't know if that answers the question, but straight up, yeah. like I feel like, yeah, the perfect, look, man, just do what you love to do. Find out what makes you happy. Find out your reason behind why you're doing what you're doing and you should mm-hmm. be set. Yeah. You know? and then you won't even have to worry so much about the perfect timing. Yeah. You know? I agree with you on that. I think also like timing is like what stops a lot of people from doing things. And like you also mentioned is like, there's not enough doing, right? Because people can think all day long about great ideas, visions, whatever, but it's like, why are you not doing it? Um, And to be honest, like, I used to be one of those persons who was like stuck on perfect timing, right? It's like, I gotta be the perfect age. I gotta have the right equipment. I gotta have the right skills. And not only that, but it's like, those skills has to be a one. Like I can't start when like I'm down here. Um, But honestly, like you get up there. Like when you take that first step, that's when you can start to be up there like you wanted to be, right? So like, for example, with this podcast, I didn't know anything. Well, I probably, I have like a hundred percent. I probably knew like 5% about editing. Okay, probably 10 10% 10% by editing, right? And, like, that was why one of my biggest things. It's like, I don't really know how to edit. I don't, like, also, like, being on social media, I'm not that much present on social media as I should be. Um, mm-hmm. But honestly, it's like, when you take that first step, it's just going to allow you to do what you need to do, right? Because you're in that moment now. You're in that zone. And, like, once you're in there, you're just going to keep improving every day. So, for me personally, like, I agree with you, too. It's like, there's no such thing as a perfect timing. You can just plan, have an outline what you want to do. And then just go straight ahead and doing it. Um, so yeah, we have something coming there. Um, and then also, did you have, have you ever had like either a family member or a mentor or a best friend or professor who's giving you like really, really good advice to help you go towards your vision? Um, and if so, what advice can you give to someone else who's going to come up? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good question. Cause it's something that I've been pondering for quite a while. Yeah. I think, uh, the best way for me to phrase this is that there have been, I guess there have been lots of people over the years who've given me good advice to help me become who I am on a personal level, but there yeah. haven't been too many people who've inspired my work in okay. a sense. Like, okay. so yeah, I mean, with my work, like I've definitely, you know, even with, you know, some of, uh, even with what I was explaining uh, to you about what happened to me in the past about me trying to put things together, mm-hmm. you know, merging video production with, you know, the entrepreneurship and all that. That was me just yeah. like formulating ideas and just yeah. deciding I'm going to hit the ground running with this. This is incredible. I love doing this. Let me continue doing it. Yeah. But like, yeah, I mean, on a personal level, like, yeah, I've, 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 you know, I've heard my own share of quotes. I've heard, you know, things that have really, you know, impact my life and really shaped the individual that I am. And I can honestly say the most, um, the most impactful piece of advice I've ever had. And I believe it originates with the Stoics, but Gary Vaynerchuk happens to be saying I it all the time. Him. And it's something yeah. that really like pushes me all the time. And his advice is you're going to die. You're going to die. And I think a lot of people don't really realize that that's probably the best piece of advice I've ever heard in my life. And the Stoics, I believe might've originally uh, coined the phrase and it was called memento mori 
remember that you're going to die. Mm. And when I hear that in my head, I'm just, okay, so what exactly does this mean? Well, it means that you're going to die, obviously, but before you die, make sure that, you know, you, 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 you know what you're doing to better yourself every single day. You know what you're fighting for, you know, you, 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 you're, you're bettering people's lives every single day. You're doing what you're doing to ultimately become the best you, you can be. And so the day that you're on your deathbed, you can honestly say there has been nothing, you know, that has stopped me. Yeah. Like just literally imagine yourself, like all the viewers, people who are just tuning in right now, watching this, join this podcast. Imagine that you're lying in your bed right now. You just, you finished, you gotta be finished. Like you're thinking to yourself, have I done every single thing that I've wanted to do in life? Wow. Have I done it to the best of my ability? Because I'm going to die right now. Like a lot of people just keep on pushing it out into the future. It's just like, oh, you know, like it's, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's really long way away. I'm going to be fine. Let me go out and party on spring break. There's nothing wrong with having fun. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's just like, I don't think a lot of people um, invest in themselves enough. They don't invest in their minds and really think about what it is that they're looking for or striving for. I think a lot of people tend to take from society. Mm-hmm. They take too much from society. I think a lot of people see, you know, their friends and their peers going off, you know, starting businesses, making money, saving up money, buying cars, cool yeah. clothes, passing that money down from generation to generation. And that's absolutely fine. If that's, yeah. you know, what you believe in and that's what you want to do, that's fine. But yeah. me, I just personally made a commitment to myself to never, you know, abide by anything that society teaches me. I want to know what I'm striving for. I want to know what I'm t- working towards, what I'm passionate about, mm-hmm. what I want to do with my life and let that be my single driver. Mm-hmm. Like, and my single drive just happens to be that I want us to reach a type one. You know, for some other people, it's just like, I want to make money because, you know, there's nothing better to do. But I feel yeah. like if society is telling you that, I just, I generally have this idea that if everybody's doing it and what's, and it's what society's generally doing, I feel like there's someone who has an agenda, who's yeah. behind the curtain, who asks people to do this yeah. because they don't really truly see the potential you know, of mankind in a sense, people mm-hmm. don't see what's behind the veil. Mm-hmm. And so I just really feel like sometimes people need to just step away from society, isolate themselves and ask themselves, what am I working towards? What am I looking for? What do I really want? I'm not trying to do what society tells me all the time. What do I want to do? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, oh man, I forgot what your original question was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, no, like... Um, advice. But that's, advice. that was good advice. Remember that you're going to die. Like, look, man... You're going to die. Like, it's as simple as that. Figure out who you are, what you want to do, what drives you, what makes you happy. And look, man, like, it, 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 it's, it's, life isn't perfect. And I know it's hard to find these things sometimes, but just make sure that you're doing the best you can possibly do. And you won't have any regrets on your deathbed. You know what I mean? You just won't. Like, it's just like, just do the best you can do. And, you know, Alan. Just love and live life. You know what we're, I mean? We're you know? literally on the same wavelength because especially you just talked about regret. Um, and I'm going to take that advice too. Like remember that you're going to die because for me, my biggest thing is like, I don't want to have any regrets about the things that I wish I could have done. Mm. Right. And I think like for me personally, like that's kind of like why I've always like been on the move and like I learned to rest now. But it's because, like, I wanted to achieve everything. I do not want to be, like, 80 or 70 saying, man, I wish when I was in my 20s or 30s, whatever, I could have done this, I could have done that. Um, And 
thinking about that quote that you just said, remember that you're going to die, it allows us to think that we're immortal. I mean, we're not mortal, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like our life is going to end one day. It can be in 50 years. It can be in two years. It could be next week, right? right. But it's like, did my life go to vain just going, going with the curve, like what everyone thinks is normal? Or did I actually take that risk and did what I want to do and achieved it? Um, so when you talked about that, I started smiling because I was like, yo, this is the exact same thing I think about. But now correlating that quote to it, it's like, I don't want to have any regrets and I'm going to die one day. So what did I do with my life? I don't want to think that like my life has been in vain because human beings, I feel like are, we're too powerful. We're too divine to just be on this earth just to exist. Facts, right? bro. Everyone Facts. Has, I'll be telling. Yeah. Tell you, everyone has I, a purpose. We have to fulfill it. We have to. It'll be, be not to. Yeah, bro, bro, I'm telling, I'll be telling people, like, people don't understand, bro, like, bro, <laughs> life is too short, like, bro, like, bro, there's so much we could be doing right now, like, I used to just be the kind of guy, right, where it's like, mm-hmm. even going back to the example, like, the, 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 the story I told you about how I was just fo- so focused on business back yeah. in, my, in college, it's like, that was, I felt like that was my main drive, like, mm-hmm. at the end, it's sad, because I know people who are like this, but it's like, the drive at the time was, there's nothing more important than money. I'm done trying to figure out what life means as a philosopher. Yeah. It's time to just blend into society and be the best within society that I can be in that sense and just screw people over and just go crazy and just not care about life anymore because people don't care about me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't, I don't, I feel like in a sense, I don't care about them. Mm-hmm. And obviously that's not true. Like if you yeah. look at the research and the studies, you'll find that human beings are a lot more altruistic than we sure. are you know, going back into infancy and everything, like the mm-hmm. research is out there. People need to read about this. But like I was doing that not only to, you know, appease the people around me because mm-hmm. I thought that was the way I was normally supposed to live. Yeah. But because I felt like I was trying to fill this hole within myself. And it's just, it's just not healthy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people shouldn't be thinking that way all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, like you ever met those people who are just like in their thirties, I mean, not thirties, probably like forties or fifties. They've had that same general thinking yeah. for years. And once you present them with something new, they're just like, Look at you, oh. crazy. <laughs> like what is wrong with you? Cognitive yeah. dissonance. Ah! <laughs> I just want to wring your neck. Like, oh, right. you're, you're making me go crazy. Like, yeah. Just like, yeah, people like that. Like it scares me. Like people yeah. like that me sometimes because i hear their stories and i'm just like oh man like could not be me <laughs> somebody get this guy a friend like yeah <laughs> they need somebody to talk to mm-hmm. it'd be like that sometimes and it's a shame you know i want people to really be able to start opening their minds and having mm-hmm. these conversations and not being afraid to just you know enter these circles and be themselves and just you know people just people aren't having enough conversations nowadays you know, yeah. there just needs to be more conversations. You need to find, you know, a group of people who are open to listening to what you have to say and you being open to what they have to say. Right. You know, it, it's, it's just, yeah, people got to talk. People got to open their mouths, man. People yeah. are too scared. Like me, like, I'm just not afraid to open my mouth. Like, it's yeah. just like, I'm just going to die. You know what I mean? Like, I already understand. So it's just mm. like, that's why I'm just, that's why who I am. That's why I'm the wacky weird dude that I am. I've been this way ever since I was a little kid. I just, I've just ignored it. Like now I've just fully embraced it. It's just like, I just, I love it. You know, it's yeah. just, there's just no better way for me to live. Keep, and keep those conversations going. You got to keep those conversations going, Alan. Be real. Always. Just be real. Always. You know? yeah. yeah. So speaking about being real, we're going to get to know you on another different level, Alan. All right. So now we're going to switch over. 
nothing crazy, nothing too crazy. Oh, snap! What's going on? <laughs> um, now we're going to get to switch to the Get to Know You segment where I get to ask you a few series of questions for viewers to get to know you a little bit more. All right, you ready? Mm. All right. What are your top three favorite podcasts to listen to besides mine? But other top three favorite podcasts, okay. what are they? <laughs> besides yours? Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, in all honesty, like, I actually need to start listening to podcasts more. I don't listen to podcasts mm. that much. I, yeah. listen to, um, I listen to a lot of YouTube channels. Nice. Like, if I'm in the car, like, I'll just, like, pop, you know, in, like, my phone. I'll go to one of my favorite YouTube channels and just start listening to, you know, some of the incredible things they have to say. I mean, mm-hmm. I'll give you some of the YouTube channels that I'm already yeah. listening to. Um, there's Unveiled, uh, Pursuit of Wonder, one of my favorites. Like they're always having philosophical conversations on there. Yeah. Um, uh, Big Think, TED Talks. TED Talks, yeah. Um, what else we got over here? Uh, Cold Fusion, Seeker. Um, trying to think of some of the others off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but those are just some. Like, and I just literally just have all of these in a playlist. And I just, I love the videos that are always, Second Thought, that's another, yeah. great, um, okay. another great YouTube channel that I've also started watching. It talks a lot yeah. about the society in which we live, you know, and, and, and what kind of society he also believes we're progressing towards. He was talking a little bit more about socialism. Um, but it's, it's really interesting. It's really okay. interesting. Okay. And, yeah, I mean, I just got to start listening to podcasts more. I'm not going to lie. But it's just like, I guess it's just, I mean, it's kind I'm, of, I'm stuck on YouTube. I'm yeah. stuck on YouTube. Like, I'm a YouTube addict. Like, I don't even, I got my apartment. I don't even have cable. Like, I just yeah. be watching YouTube all the time. That's all I do. Like, it's you still like, have some great content, so I don't blame you. Yeah. I, I yeah. Just, I'm, 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 I'm cuckoo for YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> that could be, that could be a phrase you use. I'm cuckoo for YouTube. Get them to like partner up with you, you know? I think whoever came up with Cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs is going to come after me. I don't know if I, I, don't know if I want to utilize that readily. We'll see. Yeah. I'll, do, I'll, I'll check in with my team, see what they okay. think. There you but. go. All right. Okay, next question. I'm um, thinking about like futuristic stuff because I know you're always like into that. Do you think like in the future, like we could coexist with robots peacefully? Do you think that's possible? I think it's definitely possible. So I robots didn't give you learning a lesson. <laughs> that was that was the first signal for me. It was like I know it's coming, but this is how it could be. <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, hey, I I love I robot. I love Will Smith. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, I mean, I think that you know a lot of people. Um, I feel like all it really comes down to is we ultimately have control over these um these mm-hmm. machines, and as long as we program them correctly, and mm-hmm. as long as we you know um. I mean, are we talking about whether or not they're going to, um, are we talking about artificial intelligence and the impact it might have on like the well-being of civilization? Or are we talking yes. about robots coming in and taking over the workforce? <laughs> like, no, the first one. Uh-huh. So yeah, going back to artificial intelligence, there's yeah. the central idea that I always have in my head. And maybe some people carry this, maybe some people don't. But I ultimately feel that if we have, you know, uh, the ability to limit you know, the power of artificial intelligence mm-hmm. through some programming mechanism mm-hmm. will absolutely be fine. As long as we have that limitation, there will be fine. Okay. The day we discover what this is, consciousness, yeah. the day we discover what this is and we program that into AI, it's a wrap. Yeah. I don't think we're going to do that. If we do do that, then that's going to spell a whole lot of trouble because yeah. with 
a machine that has unlimited power, uh, uh, the amount of uh, data that it has, mm-hmm. the information, there's no telling what the heck it's going to do. Right. I'd be scared to death. Right. So it's like, for me, I wouldn't do it. Maybe there's some people who have, maybe there's some, some dudes like in a cave right now, like literally plotting on how they're going to be able to figure out consciousness yeah. and inject it into yeah. like some government, you know, yeah. artificial intelligence system. I, right. I don't know. It's like, it's like, <laughs> like robots reign supreme, like human beings are nothing. I'm just like, what yeah. are you talking about yourself? It's like, Pretty no, much. not. <laughs> no, like, um. I feel the day we discover, you know, what consciousness is and how it works, that will be the day that, you know, human, that artificial intelligence could potentially turn against us. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's entirely possible because I don't think we're going to, it's just, we don't even know what consciousness is. I know there is some research that has come out that's been saying, oh, consciousness has to do with this electromagnetic field that's going on in the brain. Yeah. But I'm just waiting for a general consensus from the scientific community. Okay. But for me, I'm not, yeah, I definitely feel like we could coexist. Okay. All right. And then other question is, I like, so you also talked about this on your podcast because I give like um, a listen to this episode, but you talked about like if, how we feel about like meat being grown in the lab. Would you ever eat meat that's grown in the lab, Alwyn? Since you want to talk about that, would you ever eat that? Look, man, I don't have a problem with eating meat grown in the lab, bro. Like. Okay, well, before I do that, thing, let me let me hear your let me hear your thoughts. Why? Why do you say that? No, I mean, look, um, look. Here's the thing. Um, look, as long as it's FDA approved, like as long as the government is looking over all this stuff, like, why not? You feel me? But I ultimately feel that, look, nobody has to be forced to eat this stuff. All okay. I'm saying is that, literally, all I'm saying is that if it helps us combat climate change and it's mm-hmm. safe. It's something I'm definitely willing to do for the rest of my life. This is like a ride or die thing for me. It's not some, oh yeah, you have real meat that's been slaughtered and we're bringing in for you to eat. You can either eat that or you can have meat, cultured meat. You know, it's been grown in the lab and it's basically just animal cells, you know, that have, you know, been brought into a laboratory and, you know, been mixed with this, um, this, uh, this thing to create a chemical reaction, which ultimately resulted in, you know, its growth. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, it's not that for me. It's not this versus this and doing it, you know, occasionally Mm -hmm. like me, like deciding, Oh, you know, one day I'm going to eat this one day. No, like this is me saying, bruh, if it helps us combat climate change, which is ultimately one of the things that I also believe are holding us back from a type one civilization, I will eat lab grown meat. You know what I mean? Um, But I don't know. You've seemed a a bit dubious. Like I want to hear your thoughts on this. I respect your stance but I will never eat. Lab and, why, like, and why not? And why not? Or at least well, would you consider eating an alternative like plant-based meat? No. Why not? And I, <laughs> I thought about like too, but um, because for me, it's like where I grew up and like where I was born, everything, I was born in Congo, right? So back in the homeland. So everything that we eat is like just straight from nature. Like we don't uh-huh. have to worry about like chemicals or like stuff that's like non-GMO and to me, like, I feel like we could eat in a more sustainable way. And that's what, like, I'm really big on, like, supporting farmers, right? So, like, in my mm-hmm. family, like, if we want to get, like, produce or meat, we go to, like, the Amish community, like, in Pennsylvania. Or, like, they're two hours deep in Maryland, in McKinnonsville, I think that's what it's called. So, it's, like, there are more sustainable ways to be able to eat meat and also, like, preserve our environment. 
that's where I'm coming from. I feel like there's like a middle ground. It doesn't have to be like either lab or like processed food. It's like, no, there are people who actually produce it the most ethical way and we can support them mm-hmm. by like buying stuff from their farms. That's my viewpoint. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I agree with you 100%. Look, it yeah. just comes down to this. Look, like for me, and it's just a personal thing. Yeah. Like for me, because I'm so constantly enthusiastic and, and, and over- Uh, I tend to overexert myself a lot when it comes to, you know, trying to combat climate change and all these other different issues. For me, I'm just one of those people where it's just like, I'm all in. Because I don't think people understand just how much closer we're getting to, you know, that point in which, you know, our environment could, uh, it's like our environment is either going to be here to stay or it's going to be destroyed forever. You know what I mean? And this is the only home that we have. This is the only home in which we're going to be able to cultivate the minds of the young and be -hmm. able to achieve things we never thought possible. So for me, I'm always honed in on climate change. And that's Mm -hmm. the reason why I'm always thinking about, you know, lab grown meat or plant-based meat and all this different stuff. So I completely understand what you're saying though. I definitely agree with the fact that we can create systems like sustainable systems in which, you know, people can, you know, um, people can, you know, raise cattle, you yeah. know, and we can eat a certain amount this day or eat a certain amount that day or, mm-hmm. you know, just create a whole system around us mm-hmm. so that we're not emitting as much carbon dioxide. Yeah. Like if, 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 you know, we don't have to, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, no, I feel you. I feel you. I yeah. it could go one way or the other. You know what I mean? For me, the ultimate goal is what can we do so that we're limiting, you know, uh, CO2 as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And how are we living in, you know, a way that is not only sustainable, but we have a personal relationship with our environment. Mm -hmm. And that's an example that you just provided Mm -hmm. is that's also another way to do it. Yeah. I believe that way can be utilized to the, to its best, Mm -hmm. to the best as well. But I want to knock off like, you know, like alternative meat, but only be only if I make it like, for example, I know like there are some um, like, meat that's like made with soy or something i won't typically eat soy but what i did find a recipe for like vegans or people who don't eat meat to have like a meat type of thing is using jackfruit and mm. when you use jackfruit it kind of has like a pulled pork um consistency or like tuna so all you have mm. to do is like drain it because it's like really sweet right so you just wash it and like you squeeze the water out and the flavor out and then you can put it in a processor so it has that consistency for like ground meat and then mm. you season it the way you season meat bomb delicious so i i want i want to knock it off you know i'll try it i mean look bro i completely understand what you bro we both come from african families yeah like, my mom, <laughs> like when my mommy bringing home that meat like she put it i know Sabali, fufu, couscous say whatever you want the whole nine as soon as the meat's in there bro i'm devouring that joint that's it <laughs> you know, so yeah it's hard for me to like even we yeah like that i can't act like i'm perfect you know what i'm saying for sure, for sure. Just, it's just that when I start getting passionate and I start honing in on I understand. You know, the many different things that, you know, we could be doing in order to help pull back on CO2 emissions, mm-hmm. my mind is just always, always try to choose, you know, yeah. the alternative that people are generally leaning towards. For sure. But yeah, man. Okay. Yeah. I mean, let's all come together and let's have this discussion because this is ultimately one of those conversations we need to be having at the big table. Absolutely. <laughs> and we will get there. Uh huh. So, last question: Where can the people find you on social media? Where can you listen to more of your content? Let us know. Yeah, definitely. Um, if people go to YouTube, all they have to do is type in Alwyn Sheriff in the search bar. I'm pretty sure I'm the top search result mm-hmm. um, uh, on the ranking there. Alwyn Sheriff, you can find my review videos, my podcast videos there. 
Um, you can also find, you know, um, all my podcasts, all my uh, hosting sites, whether that be Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm. uh, Anchor, um, a whole host of other uh, podcasting yeah. services. I can't remember them off the top of my head. But mm-hmm. yeah, you can also find me on IG at Alan the Sheriff. Uh, you can also go to my website, alantheshariff.com. All my content's literally there. In fact, no, I'll probably say that's the only place you have to go. <laughs> just, it's a one-stop for everything. And I made a promotional video for it today. What the heck am I thinking? Yeah, everybody go to alantheshariff.com. You know what I'm saying? Everything's on there, bro. Everybody yeah. go crazy. You find merch, Absolutely. find all types of crazy stuff on there. First thing is doodoo land. Absolutely. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Alwyn, for coming on the show. I think this is one like the most like memorable conversations I've had in a while. Um, and you like, I think you allow people to think outside the box and to see like what's really possible and to raise themselves to like their higher self of being. So thank you for coming on here and sharing all your wisdom. No problem. No problem. Thank you so much for having me on. I really enjoyed this conversation with you. This is definitely one of uh, the most memorable conversations uh-huh. in my life as well. Uh-huh. I really appreciate your work. I love what you're doing. Thank you. Uh, just keep on doing it. Keep on hyping people up. Keep Absolutely. on having fun, doing your thing. <laughs> yeah, bro. I wish you all the way. Just let Thank me know you. when I can come back. So we can Always. really go crazy. Always welcome here. <laughs> all right. It was fun. Thank you so much for having me on. You're welcome. All right, you Bye. Too. Take care.